Vic Acres Wonderland, Road to Stadium, Australia. This is Group G. We are back, um, as you can, well, for our YouTube uh, watchers. As you can see, it's just me and Adam today. Matt is is on actually on a secret mission. He will be back for the next episode, and you will find out why he is not here on the next episode. Um, today we're going to be looking at Group G. It's Sweden, South Africa, Italy, and Argentina. But first things first, Adam, how are you? I'm well, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to miss Matt um, to pick me up on my, you know, audio mishaps like confusing, you know, Brazil and USA like I might have done in the, in the previous podcast episodes. Um, but no, glad, glad to another episode. Um, not hosting this one, so uh, pressure's off of me this time, but hope I can make a, a valuable contribution nonetheless. I know you always do. I wouldn't say you wouldn't. So we've, we've got, we've got, not eight days to go now. As at, time of at time of recording, we should add. By yes. the time the pod goes out, it's as, as it's the twelfth now that we're recording, how are we feeling about the how how are we feeling about it? Is it um, excited I, yet? I, if I can be sort of brutally honest, as sort of mentioned uh, before we came on air, um, mm. sort of as a, because I think I've had so much sort of football like overly sort of like like you know when you like eat something you like but you have it mm -hmm. so many times it eventually just loses yeah. all taste and because I've had I've had the women's Euros and then I've had the football and then I've had the World Cup during the the, the, the winter and then the, the more you know, more football and the, the Champions League run and just so much football so much football so much football and as the season came to an end I just did not have any sort of real emotional attachment to this World Cup which feels quite bad but yeah. having having suffered, um, having to watch the ashes to compensate for my lack of football, um, I, 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 I'm, this is like an oasis in the desert for me. I cannot, I cannot wait for it to start now, just to save me from watching us lose to Australia. Um, although we did win at the weekend, well done team. So yes, very looking, much looking forward to this, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, can't wait to kind of a, just over a week, and then we're uh, we kick things off. I definitely, I quite agree with you there. I mean. We got over the line at Aston Villa. I was just, yeah, well, yeah. Just crawled. End of season, I was like, that whistle went on. I went, thank God for that. <laughs> I, I was obviously in Meadow Park, but I was like, okay, right, girls need a rest now. I need yeah. a rest. I need to recharge. We all now, needed a rest. We I'm kind of rest. sitting here a bit bored, and I'm at that point where the F1 in my household is on so, so much now. I've now got a favourite person. He started second, and he finished second at the weekend, and that is Mr. Lando Norris. Which was it was absolutely superb race. He upset Hamilton, and that's my weekend. But I do miss the football more. It fills the space. It really does. But it, it, I miss my it, football. I, I do notice at the weekends when I'm when I'm not working the weekends and I've come home and raised, you know, well, oh yeah, I'll be watching the football. Oh yeah, yeah. there's no football on, and so that's mm -hmm. going to default to a sports. The other thing for me was that the Euros last summer were just so magical. Which I just oh, don't yeah. feel. I don't feel anything could replicate. That that emotional roller coaster, especially as it's happening on the other side of the world, and some of the kickoffs are like yeah, it's yeah, a bit different when you're the host yeah. country. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> it is a bit, a bit more. I mean, you see the interviews from Sam Kerr, Steph Catley, Caitlin Ford. We're gonna do this for you, and like that's talking to the home fans, and it's 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 exciting. It really, really is. But we're gonna get into our first first 
team in the Group G, and that is Argentina. Adam, what can you tell us about Argentina? Uh, very interesting team. Um, they've uh, they've actually been to World Cup quite a few times um, and haven't really been that successful. Um, so if you were watching the World Cup as far back as 2003, I wasn't, and I think we can probably say neither of you, Lottie. Uh, I don't think many of us were. In hey, place. this is my first World Cup, and I will always I know, be honest know, about I that. Know. Be nice. No, I know, but even I wasn't watching um, women's football back then. I didn't even know it existed. But they actually watched the World Cup and uh, lost every game. Uh, then they were in a group that contained Japan, Canada and Germany and uh, lost all games. They were in the next World Cup, 2007, where they again in their group had uh, Germany and Japan. But they also had some small, tiny country called England. You might have heard of them. Um, and again, they <laughs> they lost every game. Um, but this score, they scored against England, a player called Gonzalez, who scored a great free kick, but also scored an own goal. They got um, and they typically got pasted in these games. So in 2007, they lost 11 nil to Germany, lost one nil to Japan, and lost six uh, one uh, to England. I'm assuming at the time they were a part-time team. Is that well, right? Well, this is just, this is the sort. This is what we're also saying, new to the footballing world. It's just because when England, you think of Argentina, right. you think of trophies and I know well, you think of Maradona, Cups. don't you? Maradona, Messi, you know those, those sort of players, and, exactly. and it's. Argentina wasn't like that. They were, I mean, to, to put it in perspective, and England were obviously a part-time team most of them by then. Argentina were further back in their progression. Yeah, just, of course. For comparison. Now, they didn't really qualify for the World Cup. Well, they didn't qualify for the World Cup until the last World Cup, which is 2019, which, um, exception of Lottie here, obviously this is your first World Cup, but a lot of people, the rest of us, 2019 was the first World Cup for a lot of us, and so you may remember some of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, they drew 0-0 with Japan, uh, only lost one nil to England, and wow. then and then one of the games of the tournament, and this is it's an incredible story. What happened? They played Scotland, and um, Scotland needed a win to basically get out the group. Scotland went three nil up midway through the second half, and were on course to do it. They drew three all um, with uh, and the, the, the equaliser coming. I think the ninety fifth minute, uh, which was a penalty that was saved by the keeper. And then VAR stepped in and asked it to be retaken because the keeper stepped off her line and the oh resulting penalty God. was scored, fulfilling the great Scottish tradition of never making out of the group stage of the major tournament. And oh, um, wow. this was this was when Scotland were under the tenureship of um, Shelley Kerr. Um, those um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna assume uh, Je- Je- oh, Jen B and Kim Little were playing. I think I don't think Kim was. Um, I think Jen might have been there, but they, they, this was a Scottish yeah. team loaded with talent. I think like some, yeah. um, Lisa Evans was there, for example, who was an Arsenal player mm. at the time. Of course. And yeah, and yeah Shelley Kerr was a manager, ex-Arsenal manager. Who those of us who know a bit about Arsenal's past know what kind of manager she is, and and um, it was again another failure in the major tournament for them. But Argentina, they never made it out of the group, and mm. looking back at the history of having to play Japan in every single group stage. And, mm-hmm. and Germany twice and England twice. Um, they probably think their draws a bit lucky this time around. Um, just, just to clarify, in their group, it's Argentina against Italy, uh, South Africa, and Sweden. So new new teams for them to play against, and I think they'll be um, very hopeful. So just an idea to some of the players I'm looking out for. Um, so that you have one of your your own lottery, um, which I won't take from you, but. My one is the keeper, uh, Vanina Correa, who's 39 years old. Now, my reason for my pick is I watched England uh, play Argentina again in 2019 as a rematch from the, the 2007 game, and the keeper was incredible. You'd think this was sort of a time when 
women's keepers still got a bit of bad stick, you know, in terms of, you know, are, can they, you know, play properly? You know, are, they, are they good enough to be a goalkeeper? You know, all that nonsense about smaller goals. Well, this, their keeper career was incredible. Kept England out by hook or by crook, saved in the key to Paris penalty. And it took just a brilliant cross from Beth Mead and a Jodie Taylor tap in the back post to break through. Um, so I'm, I, she was a, was a man of the player of the match performance um, on Korea. And I'm really excited to see what she did this time around and will probably be her last World Cup at 39 years of age. Um, I think that is probably closing time uh, for her. Um, did you have a, a name at all you had? In order to for, me, for me, it's got to be the female Messi of Argentina, and that's Estefania Benini. She's currently yeah. over at Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Like, she's 33 years old. It's her last World Cup. And mm. from what I have seen of her, it's like watching poetry in motion. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I do, I really hope she goes out with a few goals to her name. And yeah. I think for Argentina, if they win even just one game, that is success for them because it's improvement on previous results, if you, as, as you've just described. I don't think they'll make it out of the group. But, it's a success if they score and they win because it's progress on their previous results. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, the, the, the last World Cup, um, they got two points, which is more than they, they normally get. And for, for a proud footballing nation like Argentina, um, you, you would expect them you know, to be able to improve and then to hope they kick on. And, and you know, maybe they'll get their first World Cup win this time around. Um, I think there are some teams they can definitely get some results against them there. Um, the other team I'm looking out for is uh, is, is Boz. Uh, bon Segundo, who actually scored in that three-all draw, um, is one of their forwards. And hopefully, she'll uh, get another goal for Argentina this time around as well. No, absolutely. Um, the next team I, w- I do really want to look at next is, of course, Sweden. Um, <laughs> but what I am going to do first is I'm going to introduce our good friend Hannah. Um, she did do a fan insider cider with us for um, Sweden, so let's find out what she had to say. And welcome back to a very special fan insider. Um, today we, we, we will be looking at Sweden and joining me today is Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. Good. Um, so what are your thoughts on the final 23-player squad going into the World Cup? I, I like the squad. It's one of the strongest, but definitely not our strongest because of Hannah Glass. Glass is missing with the RCL and she plays the important role in our defense. But it's and also I'm not sure about Caroline Sega because she missed the most games of the season with the injury is still not fit. Yeah, so do you it's think definitely this... a risk to take care of us. Definitely. Do you think this will be her last World Cup, though? Yeah, I think. Um, what, do you think the team's going to make sure she goes out with a bang, so to speak? <sighs> Difficult, but I can't say it. OK, no worries. Um, <laughs> and do you, what do you think the biggest strengths and weaknesses of the team are? Our biggest strength is definitely the team 
the team spirit. We always fight as team, I think. For example, the game against Belgium at the Lemures, you was able to see that we say we never give up until the last second. So we score in the last second the important goal. No, definitely. Those those games are always the best kind of games. Um, what is one of, one of your most memorable games you've seen Sweden play that you will never forget? Ooh, one of my favorite memories. Hmm. I have a lot. With <laughs> <laughs> the team, but World Cup 2019 was special with, with, with the bronze medal at the end. Because it was important for the team. So, I mean, we beat, we beat our fear opponents, Germany, and then the fight against England, we play, game of play three. No, definitely. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this is my. I haven't really watched the Women's World Cup. So I'm really, really excited. I've only really been watching women's football for the last two seasons. Um, massive yeah. Arsenal fan. So, very, very, very impressed with Stina, Stina Blatstenius at the moment. Um, what yeah. have you made of her form at the moment at Arsenal? I think she found her strange back. Also, the team knows how to play with her. her. I mean, she played a different role at the beginning of the season with with. <laughs> But now she must play her role more, so the team finds a way to play better with her. Yeah, I and I think this is also a point in Sweden that Sweden knows how to play with her because we know her role in our team. No, definitely. I mean, it's taken her a bit of time to settle down, but. I'm absolutely enjoying her and I think one of my favourite goals from her this season was the one against Chelsea in oh, yeah. the uh, was... Carabao Cup final. That was one of my favourites <laughs> this season, yeah. for sure. Yeah, really nice goals. Uh, the header against Munich. <laughs> oh, this was yeah, nice. that was nice as well, definitely. I mean, the, the, those sort of goals are the ones we never forget as fans, for sure. She's um, here to what, score all important goals. <laughs> yeah, she t- she's definitely that big game player. Do you think she can carry her form over into the internationals for Sweden? Into yeah. the World Cup? Definitely. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Um, what challenges do you think lie ahead for Sweden in Group G um, with Argentina, Italy and South Africa? I think South Africa is team you don't really know mm-hmm. and Argentina I can't say anything about it so it's with really difficult games and I think about um, Italy they are a strong team they can't find a real stretch at the moment but we are the strong team if you show the players the most place still in the Italian league but they are really good so it will important that we fight until the end and with our strongest um, team. Yeah. All right, definitely. I think we're we're all we're all looking to do that. Even even my my team, which is England, 
So, um, so Lena Hertig joined Arsenal last season, well, yeah. last August. Um, she's had her injury issues and she hasn't had the best of settling down time, shall we say. What is your expect- expectation of her this, this World Cup? And does she start or does she come off the bench? I think she will be more a super sub for us. If she can stay fit, she will be really important for Sweden. So her, she is really good with headers. So also corners also would be really good with her. Her is sad that she wasn't able to show it at Arsenal at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I want to see more of her as an Arsenal fan. Yeah. But I'm hoping to see more of her playing for Sweden so I know what to expect when she comes home. Oh, and yeah. that's if she stays as well. So there's a little bit of a question mark over there for me because with getting all these people coming in, is she yeah. going to get the minutes is my main question for next season. Yeah. At this point. Um, I am going to ask you a bit about a bit more about Amanda. Uh, is, I can't yeah. pronounce her name. I do apologise. I don't want to butcher her name. But what can you tell her, tell us about her as, as a um, player for Sweden and what can the Arsenal fans expect next season from her? As she is a really good defender, so it is a really good sign for us. Mm-hmm. She will play an important role for in our defense, so she do it in Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, think um, Arsenal fans can excited to see her, and I would say watch the Sweden match at the World Cup, and you can show what. Wrong. but her strange also is really good with Heather so it's a good replacement for Rafa yeah. <laughs> for the car- corners <laughs> yeah no, that, that, that sounds really good I'm quite really looking forward to that Um, if there's any players in the current team who will be the one to watch um, fruit for this team like maybe a new talent or a young star that's coming through have you well, got anybody you recommend say, anyone to keep an eye on i would say our defenders who are called up for the first world cup hannah lundquist and um anna sandberg so also johanna reading kanarut if she wasn't able to show her strength at chelsea at the moment but she is a really good player and I hope she can show it is Sweden's because she is really strong so she will play an important role as a ring in Sweden. No definitely what what makes you think that she's going to be really good for Sweden what do you like about her specifically and the um, way she plays? She is really good and she she can hold the ball so if she run with the ball the ball is on her feet so it's really not easy to to get the ball from her yeah so, I think that's the kind of player we all want so I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for her for sure um so a penalty shootout lost to Canada in the final of the Olympic tournament in 2021. An extra time loss to Netherlands in 2019 in the semi-finals. <laughs> a loss to Germany in the 26 Olympic finals. 
and exits to the semi-finals of the European Championships in 2013 and last summer. Where do you think Sweden will place in this group? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit of a tricky. It's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, I can't know even. Five wasn't able to win a title at the moment because the team is really strong. Yeah, I think it's on paper. You look really strong, and you can yeah. look like you're gonna go far. But will it be in the performances on the pitch? We perform really good. It, I can say at the Olympic final 2021, we was a be- better team. We we wasn't able to make our goals, so we consist a penalty. So we go to an extra time until penalty shootouts, and then we wasn't able to win this. Yeah. So we was a better team. It was we had should win this game. And also to the um, US semi against England, we had really good chances at the beginning. And if we score them, it, it, it's definitely a different game. And then oh, after the 100%, go- I was sitting there looking through I my think fingers that, like that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I think we woke up in after we consist the first goal. Nothing works anymore. I think you can see it. The goals was at the end really easy for England to score them a little bit. No, definitely. Even oh, I do apologise. Even I was really, I really surprised how easy it was, and it was just if this is not yeah. the Sweden I know. When you've got profile players like Stina Blatstenius and Lena Hertig and Han, I think Hannah was Hannah Glass playing. I think so. I think she was back. I'm not sure at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm. I just. I can't quite remember. But and you've and you've got the likes of Frid, Fridolina Rolfo as well. Yeah. You expect results from them. Speaking of Fridolina, um, she's been playing at the left left back and as wing back at Barcelona this year. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit longer. Do you think she's going to be up front for Sweden or do you think she's going to be deployed she at the would, back? She would definitely play up front for Sweden. But um, but if we need her in the defence, she can play, but she will play more uh, um, up front role for Sweden as always. She, we need her up front, <laughs> I think. You need her to be scoring goals with Stina. Yeah, also the duo together with Stina is, Stina is really good. So I think it's better to play with both up front. Oh, absolutely. I can completely agree with you there. As much as I've quietly been keeping an eye on Barcelona as a neutral fan, I think yeah. for me, Rolfo up top is, is the best way forward for Sweden. Um, is there any other particular player that you're really, really looking forward to seeing play play for Sweden over this tournament? Oh, I he, I'm looking forward to see Philippa Achedal from Manchester City. It's her first um, World Cup, so I'm looking forward to see her. So Kosovo Aslani, 
as always, she is one of our best players. So, yeah. Um, also, I, I'm not sure who will play in goal of Jennifer Falk or Musovic. So we don't have a clear number one since Linda. Do you think that will be decided before the 20th of July? We um, in the press conference our coach said he isn't sure who will play. Falk has next on Friday his last game before the World Cup with Hecken. So we will see who will play in the goal. Okay, who would you choose though, Hannah? Oh, it's difficult. I would say Falk has more more game game time because she is Hecken's number one and has 13 or 12 clean sheets at the moment for Hecken on oh. 15 games. Wow. So she is really good at the moment, but Muscovitz isn't a bad player, I would say. So we will see. I would go with Falk, but we will see. <laughs> no, definitely. Absolutely. Hannah, thank you for joining me today. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? Um, my Twitter name is Hannah11, and the first A is um, a C. <laughs> thank you, Hannah, again, once again, for doing that fun insider with us but now we're gonna me and Adam go a bit of a chat about the the biggest team in 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 this group shall we say um consistent semi-finalists 91 2011 2019 um their best run in the tournament was in 2003 but they were beaten by a golden goal and added extra time in the final against Germany and that, that came from Nia Kunza unfortunately mm. um but before we go any further, um, we do have the final 23. And I do want to apologise to any Swedish fans that are now listening because I am going to butcher some of these names, apart from the Arsenal players, because I should know these by now. Yeah. Um, if there are any, any ex-Arsenal players in here, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but go for goalkeeper, goalkeepers, we've got uh, Zekri Mustovic, uh, yeah. Je- yeah, Jennifer Falk, Tove Emblom in defence. We've got uh, Joanna Anderson, Linda Sembrandt, Hannah Lin- Linkovist, ha- Han- Anna Sandberg, Magdalena Eriksson, Amanda Amanda Ild Adam, I can't pronounce this one. Amanda. I'm trying to find oh, Illestead. Illestead, thank you. Yes, I'm still trying to work. I'm still trying to work, sort that language, my tongue out with that one. Unfortunately, yeah. Natalie Bjorn um, in midfield. We've got uh, Kosova As- Aslani, Philippa Angledal, Caroline Seeger, Joshua Joanna, writing uh, Kinrid, Hannah Benison, Olivia Skull, Ellen R- Rubinson. I think I've read Rubenson. that wrong. Rubinson. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And up front, we've got Mad- Madeline Janogi, Lena Hertig, Sophia Jakobsen, Stina Blackstenius, Rebecca Blom- Blomquist, and Fredelina Rofo. Is there anybody in there that surprised you? I can actually pick one midfielder out at this point. Well, because I mean, the, the big, she has the, not had any minutes at all this season. I mean, the big surprise for me is Lena Hertig. Um, 
I don't know if that was your one because she. No, mine was Caroline Seager. She hasn't had any minutes at all. Okay, right. Well, Lena Hurtig, I mean, just. I'm trying to. What's the best sort of polite this way to, to cover this? I, I just. I think back to not last season, but the season before, we signed Nikita Paris. And I think we can all agree it just didn't work. We no. moved her on. And then we thought, okay. And then the summer win that we had after that is we didn't really. We bought a, a sub goalkeeper who became our third choice. Uh, we bought a forward who then went on loan to Everton and we bought Hertig. So all the chips were sort of on right. Hertig's the one that's going to be the big push next season. And it did feel like we'd just gone and bought another Palace um, in the sense that it just, she just never really sort of settled the club. And then she had a bit of an injury nightmare. I think she got injured against Leicester. And mm. then she was in and out of the team. I saw her, in, obviously, the last time we saw her play was at, um, in that Wolfsburg game. And she was, it was, it was not that she couldn't play. It's just she was just not at the level. It was, it was, it was. There's a, there's a, there's a, a joke I think about where people like marching, and one person's marching out of time, and and uh, someone saying, "Oh, look, everyone else is the one marching out of time." It was like she was on different wavelengths. It was like they were saying Alpha, and she was going Bravo. But she's in the team, and apparently she's fit. Um, so I really hope that we, you know, do see the best of her um, at the tournament, sort of understand what what she can bring to Arsenal, because quite frankly, we haven't seen it. Um, Apart from a, you know setting up a, a goal for Stenia in the Conte Cup semi-final, which was very much appreciated, so she's the one I'm, I'm looking out for. So I say out of curiosity. Um, the one I'm really looking forward to seeing is obviously Stenia back Stenia, who didn't I think she only got uh, one goal in the Euros, um, but we know yeah. she's better than that, and she had a really strong end of the season. So I hope she can carry that form over. A little fun thing I did notice though, uh, before we move mm-hmm. on to your one, is about um, Amanda Illestead, and it sort of leans into this. There's been a bit of controversy with. Um, uh, FIFA and some of the journalists arguing about player representation for clubs because there was a, a, mm-hmm. a news that came out that Barca's the most like represented team in the tournament and people say hang on Chelsea's got quite a lot of players as well but there's yeah, been controversy no, I, over I, I was one of those ones that pointed out Arsenal have got 15 as well but apparently yeah. our new signings don't count yeah so if you look on Wikipedia it says she plays for PSG so this is a debate mm-hmm. of a FIFA choosing the players like from the last season rather than where they are now but rather where they were playing the previous season so it sort of messes up statistics um, but we can I'm sure everyone that's years an Arsenal fan and we're very looking for Arsenal player sorry and we're very much looking forward to seeing a play next season oh, I hope she's an Arsenal fan well we all hope don't we we all hope mm. <laughs> um, so no, who's your it's... player of uh, choice <laughs> oh I think the, the most surprising one for me is um, obviously Caroline Seager Again, I do feel like this is her last World Cup. So, and she yeah, is captain. Yeah, so, mm. yeah. So, I I do feel like that is her, like her last thing. But I've I've kind of gone with a bit of a cop out here. Um, I've gone for Magdalena Eriksson. Yeah. She's been around since 2014. Um, and we all know how she plays from WSL. She's intelligent on her tactical thinking for the game. It's is just. Second to none, put it that way. There's enough coaches out there, including the wonderful Emma Hayes at um, Chelsea, and I mean that with very much sarcasm, um, <laughs> that have praised her, for, praised her for it. Um, she, is a, she is a legendary defender. Another and, one, um, again, yeah. Stina Blackstone and Senius, Red hot form, 39 appearances for us this season, 18 goals. I'm sure it was 20, but it seems to be 18. Um, she's going to be really vital to creating those big threats for the opposition to deal with um, as long as she can stay on side. I know it's well, an internal <laughs> Arsenal joke, but 
Yeah, they are changing the rule for offside, which is really quite interesting. I'm waiting to see what else happens with that. Yeah. Um, I was reading that and I'm thinking, yes, Stina Black said is going to absolutely love that. But well, think... there is there is an element to that, but it's you, all you're doing is moving the line and you're just moving the point of conflict. And for me, the offside rule is fine as it is. It just needs to be remanaged. Yeah, with, with technology, if, it, if it's once it's auto, if it's automated on that line, I think you take all all controversy and bar issues absolutely all together. And if it's just like a goal line technology system, they just go, yep, yeah, he's off, oh, she's off, and that's it. Yeah, yeah no, I completely agree. But I think yeah. the one to watch for me is Man City's Philippa Angledell. Oh yes, um, she's had she's had a very very strong presence in the midfield up at Man City this season. Mm. Um, I'm really hope she takes that over to Sweden and see what she yeah. can do. Um, she debuted in 2018, so she hasn't been around too long for Sweden, if that makes sense. This will no. be a, a second, or, no, second or third tournament. I need to double. I do need to double yeah. check that. I'm not sure if she went to the World Cup in 2019, but I know she did to the Euros last last year. So, yeah, last year. Mm. so what would success be for this team, Alan? Uh, I mean, winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sweden are fascinating because they are like they are the like most Scandinavian teams. Um, they are incredibly consistent in the sense that they consistently go far and then just just sort of stop. Um, last World Cup they got to a semi final, lost to the Netherlands in extra time and mm-hmm. beat England in the third place playoff. Annoyingly, um, they got to the semi final in the Euros. We enacted a bit of vengeance on that, which was England sent nice them packing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Thank you. I think Rousseau. that was the Thank one. You, that was, I think that was the one game that scared me. I was like, no, we're not getting past the Swedes. Just not going to happen. Know. And then it just oh, it just all clicked. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah, for me, with Spain, well, we are going massive tangent, but I've always seen a record. Spain was the scariest game for me at the Euros just because of Yeah, but it, for me personally, there was no Alexia, so I wasn't that scared. Sweden has always Sorry, seen this. Spain, it, but... No, yeah, Sweden, I can understand with Sweden, though, because they were very, I mean, well, I watched them in the um, 2019 when we lost 2-1 to them, and it was a ghastly match, and... Sweden just well we were the, the, the England team was spent because of what happened in the in the, in the USA game but Sweden were just very disciplined, um, very talented. I think they do get underestimated a lot because I think one of the problems with Scandinavian teams from viewers watching on is that we implant we, we transplant our perspective on the men's team onto mm-hmm. the women's team and we don't really comprehend that actually Scandinavian we, Scandinavian women's football is very strong. Very, very, very strong. Oh, and Sweden are one I mean, of the big ones, along with Norway. You've only, uh, you've only got to look at Brazil and how their managers manage that team. You know that you know their football is very strong, and I'm quite excited to see what they've what they've got. As uh, their manager was Sweden's manager before until 2017. Mm, yeah. yeah, because 2017 was when um, Peter Gahardson, I think I pronounced that pronounced that probably came into play. So. So my my to answer your question, success. I think getting again going deep. I think they could get they could get to a quarter final. If they got to a mm-hmm. semi final, great. Um, and that would be very um, Swedish of them. I think they, they even beat Germany in the last World Cup. I'm pretty sure they beat them two one or something. They've actually beat, which is no um, no easy feat. So uh, I I would I would say they're going to go deep, and um, I don't think they'll win it. Because it's mm-hmm. the traditional Scandinavian thing. Of, I think only Norway is the only Scandinavian side to actually win um, the World yeah. Cup. So, um, yeah, they're semi-finals for me. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think for me, to keep the consistency to a semi-final is one hell of an achievement. Yes. But 
they are third in third in the world rankings and they will be the team to beat in this group. And I know a certain manager, which we will come on to, has said they actually play Sweden first and has said playing this game first sets the time for the rest of our games. And we, I think that's should, going to be very interesting to see. We should just add that Sweden did actually get to the final in the Olympics. They asked um, because the Canada penalty, which was very and they actually had a kick to win it. They were in a position yeah. to win the Olympics and penalties and, yeah. and did lose it. The thing um, is in the last yeah. three they've never placed lower than third any major tournament. So and, and we talk about consistency of semi-finals. England got failed three semi-finals in all competitions before yeah. winning the Euros. And Sweden are doing something similar. And they always say, I listen to podcasts um, in a day with, with, about a different subject, but the idea of being in that sort of regional tournament, the, the more you stay, eventually you'll get your, your chance to win it. You've just got to you know, make sure around them. And Sweden are always around there. So best of luck to them. Oh, no, definitely. I'm, I mean, I'm looking, they, they, for me personally, they're going to win this group. That's, yeah, that's can, kind of a that. given when yeah. I look at that. I think where the other team, three teams are going to place is going to be interesting. Their games are going to be really interesting to watch and see how they do against each other, as well as Sweden. Um, moving on to our next team, and that is Italy. Adam, what have you got for us on Italy? Italy, yes. So, um bit of an interesting one, this. Um, they're actually in the first, they were in the uh, first ever official, I say official, there were uh, previous women's international tournaments that used to happen during the 80s and stuff, but when they finally made an official World Cup, which is the one held in China in 1991, Italy were there, and they actually got to the quarterfinals uh, with a loss to Norway. Um, since then, they've sort of been in and around, um, but never really sort of, they got to the 1999, they got to the World Cup again, as I say, and they um, <laughs> uh, didn't win again. I know the one, I think it was, they drew one game, and uh, drew one game, won one game, lost one game. So they, didn't, they, got, they got four points, didn't get out of the group. Um, but um, 2019 was sort of the big thing for them. Uh, we mentioned in an early pod when we were discussing um, Australia and Brazil. Uh, 2019, they were in a group with Australia, Brazil and uh, Jamaica, and they topped that group. Um, in fact, because of the way the, the third place team also gets through, all three of Australia, Brazil, and Italy went through and they all had the same points. Um, but Italy actually topped that group, which was quite an incredible feat when you think back to it. Considering they were sort of a bit of an unknown at the time, um, they got through, they uh, beat Australia 2-1, they did lose to Brazil, uh, but they thrashed Jamaica 5-0. And they beat China in the last 16, but lost to the Netherlands, who, as we know, got to the final. So quarterfinal finish from them. And they, I think people sort of saw Italy as this sort of new, sort of maybe league coming through, you know, group, group of players it was just Italy mm-hmm. developing their women's team they're going to become a force on the international stage we've seen the rise of Serie A we've seen the likes of Joe Montemiro go to Juventus and Juventus had a very good season Roma obviously did very well in mm-hmm. the Champions League this time around you know in their game um, at Rome they gave Barcelona a, a very good game so people thought that Italy was sort of this this you know rising you know um, international side that's you know going to exciting at major tournaments now we all watch euro 2022 and i think we were all very 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 disappointed by italy and um, they finished, oh, 100%. I think, finished bottom of the group with one point in a game in a, in a group featuring um i think it was iceland uh belgium and france i believe um do correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's what it was and yeah they didn't they only got one point which just just um baffling um so they were hoping to hopefully a bit better this time around. Um, they certainly have the talent, 
just a quick tech on you, Lot, just in that, you know, how many uh Spanish um probably there were how many Italian players uh in this team uh don't play for an Italian club? Oh, I absolutely have no idea if I'm honest with you. I know very minimal about Italy and there's only one specific player that I do know about that I do enjoy watching play in Syria. Well, it's one, uh, which is uh, Grilli Dragoni, who plays for the Barcelona B team in Spain. Uh, nice. 16 years old, 16 years old, no caps, no goals. Every other player picked plays in the Italian Serie A, which oh, wow. is yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is uh, yeah, quite, I thought quite interesting. So yes, they'll be hoping to do a bit better this time around. Maybe get out the group again. Yeah, no, speaking of Juve, um, I think my one player to watch is going to be Cristiano Girelli. Mm-hmm. Um, she does play for Juventus under Joe. Um, she's 33 years old now. Uh, her first, she's been in the Italy team since 2013. She's had 102 appearances and 53 goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I, I quite enjoyed watching her um, against. Uh, was it? Who's it? Oh, I've forgotten which. I've forgotten which game it was. It was in the Euros, but that's when I first picked her up and I thought, oh, I really like the way she plays. Was it, and Fra- it was either France, Belgium or Iceland. It was one of those yeah, three. it was one of those three <laughs> games. I, I, I had the groups in my in my head and it's just gone. Um, but, you yeah, know, I really did enjoy watching her. I did keep an eye on, eye on uh, Juventus a little bit this year, but not as much as I'd like. Whether this is her last World Cup or not, I have no idea. Um, but... It will be interesting to see what what she can do to recover from the Euros performance, for sure. Hundred uh, percent. During the captain, should say she actually scored a hat trick against Jamaica in the last World Cup in that five 0 yes. win. Um, my picks are, uh, are Barbara Valencia, who also plays Juventus. Um, Thirty goals for our country, United um, caps. Another player who's obviously done well um, for her country, and also um, the other striker, uh, Valentina uh, Giacinti. For, uh, for Roma. Um, but I went over to Juventus, um, uh, well, I think maybe went, to, went over to Turin where Juventus played, because Arsenal had an away Champions League game there. And they were they were decent. It, was, it wasn't it was a pretty game. It was a one-all draw for us, thanks to, thanks to Miedemar. Um, but they were they were okay, Juventus team. I mean, we were in a difficult Champions League group. One of the, us, Juve or Lyon, was going to be the, the, the full team, and it was Juventus in the end, but it was close. Um, the thing with Italy is that it's you can look at the team sheet. I mean, if you we don't follow Serie A, obviously our experience of Italian teams is on most of the yeah. international stage. But it, it's, um, it's also also a case of Champions League football. Yeah, if that's the window. That. Yeah, and that's the window we can sort. And we've seen some players play for Juventus, play for Roma, um, and then some ones. There's obviously ones playing like Zerati, so Milan, and Inter. But yeah, Juve and Roma are the big ones, and they've been doing well in the last Champions League. You know, not Definitely. last season before Juve did very well. Pushed Leon very far, and obviously Roma yeah. this time around. So the, the talent yes, is there. definitely. The thing is, both of them played the bit two of the biggest giants in the Champions League for me personally, and yeah. they did incredibly well. I mean, even just scoring against Barcelona the way they did is success for them. For mm, me personally, absolutely. especially when it's the first time round, mm. like we struggle to get goals in. Do you know what I mean? We've been in the Women's Champions League for God knows how long. Yes. And for them to come up the first time round and actually score, and it was it was the second leg, if I remember rightly, and do that, yeah. well, it's incredible. 
and they probably should have scored in the first leg and in Rome as yes, well. Yes, they should. They um, should have because I remember sitting there watching it and I ended up screaming my head after in the pod. <laughs> so and then I ended up editing out. I have still got that edit somewhere. Mm. Um, but yeah, but because this is what happens when interesting games are on. I have to have them on in the background. Absolutely. Um, it, moving Italy, on to. I'll just say just to close on that one. Italy do have the talent. I would expect them to be about the group. Um, but if they slip up when they have a dodgy Euros, I can see Argentina pipping them. It's possible. It's possible. All right, I'm going to move on to our final team, and that is South Africa. Did you want to go through the team sheet first? Oh, that is a good point. I didn't mention the team sheet. Who have we got for Italy? That's, I'm so sorry. Say, that's, that's two teams we've forgotten now. <laughs> oh, thanks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> We'll come back to that later. Anyway, the team sheets, yes. Who have we got from the Italy team? You, have you got that in front of you? Yes, I have. Oh. Okay, I've got Italy. Yeah, so it, yeah. Italy is uh, Laura Giuliani, Emma Severini, Benedetta Orsi, Lucia Di Guelimimo. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Elana Linari, uh, Manuela uh, Guigliano. Uh, Sofia Cantore, uh, Barbara Bonanzi, uh, Valentina Giacinti, uh, Cristiana Girelli, the captain, uh, Benedetta uh, Gliona, uh, Rachel uh, Baldi, Elisa Bartoli, uh, Chiara Beccari, and Anna Maria Saturini, Giulie <laughs> uh, Dragoni, Lisa Botuan. Ariana Caruso, Martina Lenzini, uh, Ghiardi uh, Greggi, Valentina Canuia, Francesca Durante, and Cecilia Salve. That's the Italy team. Uh, alerts for listeners will have noticed we did miss the Argentina team, so I'll just very quickly give you that now. Um, the goalkeeper we mentioned earlier was uh, Vanini Correa. Uh, in defense, the, then we've got Adriana Sachs, um, Eliana Stabil. Julieta Cruz, Vanessa Santana, Aldana Cometti, Romina Nunes, Daniela Falfan, Paulina Gramaldia, Dalila Ipotilita, Lito, sorry, uh, Yamila Rodriguez, Laura Esponda, Sofia Brown, Miriam Mayorga, Florencia Bonsegundo, Lorena Benitez, Camila Gomez Ares, Gabriela Chavez, Marina Laroquete, La uh, Chiara Singarella, Erika Longnigro, Longnigro? Uh, Estefania Banini, and Abigail Chavez. And that brings us to our final team, which is. Oh, I was going to lead on South Africa. <laughs> so Lottie just realised she's on mute. Apologies, listeners. Lottie just discovered she's on mute, and that's why it's gone silent. And we do apologise. <laughs> Back. I think so. Can you hear me? I can now. Yes, now I you're do apologise for all our audio listeners. My audio is not behaving itself today, particularly in my in particular my touch screen. Um, but yep, yeah, no. Our next squad is South Africa, the 2022 Women's Afcon champions, um, led by Desiree Ellis. Um, first games against Sweden, and it will set the tone for the rest of the tournament for them, I, th- I think. Um, I th- think she's quietly confident about Italy and Argentina. 
Um, but again, she she's looking at Sweden as the real challenge for them. Um, going to start off with the squad. These are the 23 players that I have. Um, so in goal, we've got Andalou uh, Delamani, Kaylin Swart, uh, keep keep on staying Molotes Molotes Molotes. Oh, for goodness sake! I do apologise. <laughs> Molotes. In defence, we've got Carabo Delamini, uh, Fikel Magma, uh, Liba Hang, Ramalepe, Tiesto, Macubello, Noko, Matu, Matu, Bambanini, Mabane, Bongeka Gamede. In midfield, we've got Colosa Biana, uh, Reflo Jane, Sibuele, Howeni Linda, uh, Motalo, Numvula, Kagole, Robin Mudali. Up front, we've got um, Gabriella Salgado, Jermaine, Jermaine Siposwe, uh, Noloxo Sezane, Melinda Kagadite, um, Wendy Songwe, Hilda Magia, and Thembi Catalana. So again, I do apologise for my pronunciation. I yeah. did my start. I did kicking there. So audio listeners, I do apologise for that, that is the pronunciation of the South African squad. Exactly. Um, yes. Key players for me at this point is Linda Linda Mortalo. She plays for Glasgow City up, up in the very top of the UK. Um, she's midfielder. She's seen the highs and lows of international football already. Um, at 19 years old, she missed her penalty at the Women's Afcon, um, which then went on to crown Nigeria. Um, but she rectified her mistake four years later. Um, it was a one 0 win over Zambia, and she took that penalty. Okay, sure. Good yeah. Adam, have you got any key players to watch out for? Um, no. Um... <laughs> Okay, no worries. I've got another. Yeah, well, I've got another. Sure no, I just want to quickly just have a shout out on South Africa. Yeah, not, that's not going to be in a bit. Um, we we, just, we mentioned in the pod about Argentina, um, and they've now done, you know, um, had three appearance in the World Cup, and there's there's sort of signs of sort of improvement as they're progressing. Um, and then we think back to um, the, our even early pods when we talked about that of Haiti and Vietnam, and this is their sort of first World Cup. There definitely is a sense of, um, if you watch this team, so these teams are coming more often to World Cups, they are getting better. And South Africa, I'm hoping, is going to be another case of that. Um, their first appearance in the World Cup was last, uh, last one, 2019. Um, they didn't get a single point. They lost to uh, Spain in their opening game. However, they actually led at half-time 1-0. Um, and it took Spain to about just before the 70th minute to actually get on the board and they eventually ran out winners. Oh. And then, sadly, they lost to China and then got a bit of a battering from Germany. Um, so hope you know now that obviously you say Afcon champions, they've got that winning experience. Um, hopefully they can manage the tournament um, a bit better this time around. And again, look at the team. I mean, Sweden's the big hitter. Yeah. Uh, Italy are underachievers, shall we say? They, they, they haven't been fulfilling their potential in the World Cup. I don't know. South Africa might be able to get a scalp. They might be able to get a first win of the World Cup. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a. I could certainly see them maybe beating Argentina. 
Um, so I, I'm in, again, it's, we say this all the time, these sort of teams we haven't seen much of. I'm intrigued to see how well South Africa do. Um, and I think they, there might be a surprise in there somewhere. There might be a, a gem that we, uh, we we haven't seen before. So I'm, I'm excited to see South Africa play. I know, me too. And I'm hoping um, while Jonas Seidevall's up there, he's going to do some shopping across all groups. Um, <laughs> he did say so, he brought his shopping cart with him. So. <laughs> uh, brilliant. That's what I want to hear. Um, I've got I've got number four players for everyone to keep an eye out for. And um, the first one is Jermaine Saposenwe, um, highly skilled as a target player, winger or playmaker. Versatility up front is impeccable. She's played in Spain, the USA, Portugal. She's currently over in Mexico. Um, and she, Adam, how many how many seconds did it take her to score the fastest goal in the Mexico, Mexican leagues? Take a guess. Okay, guess. I'm going to say, oh, are we talking Shane Long levels of quickness here? Uh, I'm, I'm talking say, seconds. Yeah, I'm going to say five. Oof, close. Nine seconds. Oh, okay. So, oh, I was, my second guess was ten. Um, that is incredible. <laughs> ten, no, nine seconds, though, is, is you know, that's pretty impressive. Um, for And that's, is that, that's the record, is it? The quickest ever Yeah, goal. In, the Mexican, in the Mexican league, yeah. Impressive, very impressive. So, yeah, no, she's currently still over there. So her fitness is going to be fully up and running because her leagues are just starting to run. Um, the next one is uh, Refilo Jane. She plays for, she's played in, for Canberra uh, in the Australian Women's League in 2019. So she's now returned to familiar ground, kind of. Her technical ability is outstanding. She plays with both feet and the long range goals are definitely in her locker. Um. So, but and, she, and another fun fact about her: she's the only player to participate in all their major tournaments. So she's been there from the start since they've qualified. That's um, not just the World Cups. Is, is that the, 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 the African Cups as well? Yes, it is. All major tournaments. Um, and then we've got uh, their goalkeeper Andy Led uh, Delamani. Um. Again, women's African goalkeeper of the tournament. Her shot-stopping ability is brilliant. It's going to be interesting to see what she does against Sweden. And for us, but not least, is another midfielder called Noxalo um, Cezanne. Um, she currently plays over at Rennes. Um, she's consistent. She has consistent and assured performances throughout, even through the women's AFCON. She's currently on 30 caps and four goals. Pretty good. Pretty good. No, definitely. Uh, as you said, maybe a win might be a turning point for them. But I'm going to sneakily back the, this team to get out and make it to the round of 16. You are backing South Africa over yes. Italy and Argentina. That's 100%. So I, I like that call. I like, I like a bold call like that because I, it, as, as much as you want to see the best talent get through, it's always nice when there's a, a, you know, an upset, a fumble and, and, and an outsider sneaks yeah. into the last 16. I think back to the, again, men's men's football comparisons, but I think back to Euro 16 when Iceland um, got out the group and, and rather embarrassed us in, in the knockout round. But that was sort of teams out of nowhere, just, just you know, snuck yeah. in and, and hopefully we get something similar here. That'd be very, very nice. Yeah, no, I just, I think Des Realis being a ex-player has mm. something in her locker that's going to bring this, charge this team on. I mean, they've got a trophy in their back pocket like England do. That should be the motivator to progress. So I'm going to back them to come second in in the group. Adam, what is your group prediction looking like? 
I, I, I can't look beyond Sweden topping the group. I think we mm -hmm. can sort of all agree on that one. Just, yeah, uh, we know this. But it's the, the other three that I'm curious about. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Because it could. It could I, I think... How bold do I want to be? I think dun, I'm going to go dun. Argentina. But I think it's going to go Ooh. to the final... Um, round of fixtures at the end and you know when they always get the, the as it stands table and it keeps changing as the, as the results yes I think it's going to be gonna, one of them groups yeah, i think it's gonna be one of them i can't i haven't unfortunately I've got the fixtures in front of me so i don't quite know how it all lines up but um considering that that freeway of argentina south africa and um italy i think one of those games will, however it lines up will be a playoff to get the second game okay. i think I think I think this is going to be a group to watch on the on the final round of fixtures. I think there could be some last minute drama there, which would be very exciting. Yeah, but that's what we want in a World Cup. But it's juicy, mm. it's drama, it's absolutely. dramatic. That's absolutely, that's absolutely what we want. Um, unfortunately, I can't make my five-a-side team because I haven't written down the Italian and the Argentine teams. But ah, Adam, right. do you have a team for us? Yes, and you may have noticed we're talking. Viewers on YouTube may have noticed me suddenly panicky scribbling down some notes with my head below the screen. That's because I forgot to do my five-a-side team, and then I remembered just as, as we were talking through South Africa. But I have cobbled something together nonetheless. Okay, um, I'm just going to quickly recite our rules. Um, we do want you guys to put it in the comments and let us know your five-a-side. Um, you can have one player from every every team in the group, and then your fifth player can be an additional player from any of the teams yeah but adam what have you got for us so uh, i think everyone will know my goalkeeper pick because i mentioned it um earlier was tempted by sweden's musevic but you know she plays for chelsea and some standards do have to be met so it's <laughs> going to be uh vanina correa um who, the, okay. um who i think is going to be uh, a key player for them uh for the other team. south africa i'm going for uh ongeka uh, gamedi and then sweden I'm going to go for, uh, where was she? Um, Amanda Illestead in defence, obviously. Um, oh, Ex-PSG, now Arsenal defender. <laughs> Got to back your own. And in midfield. So that's, that's a, that's a two-pair two defence of, uh, of uh, Illestead and mm -hmm. uh, Gamede. Then in midfield, I've gone for a bit of Italian flair and gone for Ariana Caruso. Ooh, and good call. Yeah, exactly. And then leading the line, I could think of no one better than Arsenal's star striker, Stina Blacksticks. And that yeah, is my I, would, I would have been really disappointed and you would have been roasted on this podcast if you did not pick Stina. I'd I mean, be very the, disappointed. I, I should say, you know, if, if, if the argument from Italy with the likes mm. of Girelli, uh, uh, Di Tanti and on, on Balancia, it, will, it was very tempting, but, you know, you have to back your own. So I'm backing uh, two Arsenal stars in that team to uh, get us over the line. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I'm quite I'm quite impressed with that. The thing is, I think the only thing I would change from that is I'd bring Estefania Benini in. Who'd you take out? Oof. Uh, that's the problem, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly. I mean, um, I don't know, but I'd have her on my bench. It's just, it's just, but Lottie might no, know. But just no. Lottie, <laughs> Lottie might not know, but you might. So if you do know better, then leave a comment in the comment section and let us know your five-a-side team or drop a comment on uh, on Twitter. 
Uh, or if you wish to criticise our uh, horrific attempts at pronouncing players' names, uh, please fire away. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I think from Group A, we've had a few comments. They were quite funny. So if you want to go and check out Group A and have a giggle, absolutely go for it. Um, we've had, we've we had deserve it. <laughs> find it hilarious because it's their home language and it's not yeah. ours. And so yeah, it's, it's not ours, but we'll give it a go. They actually found it funny. So let us know what you think. Um, Adam, where can everybody find you on social media? Um, if you really want to find me on social media, um, then you can find me at Adam Salter 4 and that's the same for my Insta as well. Okay, brilliant. If you want to follow my dulcet tones and my very boring vibe, you can find me at Lottie AWFC on Twitter. It's also the same for my Instagram. But for now, we are going to sign off and we will be back with Group G and Adam is back on hosting duties, which means I get another night off. But we will see you very, very soon. And I've got to do some hard work, so that's going to be fun as well. See you.